Good morning, New Life. My name is Stacy McLaren. I am an Adult Ministries Associate and the Communications Associate here at New Life. It is a glorious Saturday morning. I am showered and ready to go outside and enjoy some of his beautiful creation this morning, and I hope you are as well. But before we do that, um, we want to dive into word, God's Word together. Um, we've been walking through um, First Peter, and um, today I am going to be bringing you a devotion out of First Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, our calling into a royal priesthood. Um, so if you'll join me. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So there's a lot of just really good richness in that. And I giggled a little bit because I remember Pastor Greg saying last week that um, he gets, it just is astounding that every time you can read a verse, something different pops out at it. And this time um, for me, reading through those two verses is, is um, no different. There was certainly a lot of um, new ways that I looked at that verse. And so one of them is that... Um, so last week, uh, Pastor Zach's wife, Anne, talked to us about holiness and what it looks like to live holy and to um, how we live outside our, our home versus how we live inside our home. And so today I kind of want to talk about these verses in light of what does self-esteem versus godly esteem look like? Um, because in our society right now, our, our self-esteem, our self-worth... Um, can be found in so many places. You know, if you think about the story, um, oh goodness, I think it's Sleeping Beauty, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of the all of them all? Um, like she's looking in a mirror. Well, today we simply turn on our phones, we hit that camera button and we have a mirror. Um, you know, certainly we can use it to check and see if everything is okay, but mostly we're taking selfies and we're posting those. And, um, like that's our mirror. That's what we view ourselves through, through this lens on the camera instead of through God's lenses. You know, at, at, at any given moment, we can do that. We can, we can click that button. We post it to social media and we find that our worth and our esteem and our value comes from how many likes and how many comments we get. And that dictates for many of us, our self-esteem and our self-worth for the day. Um, there's been a lot of studies that have been conducted um, to prove that our self-perception, our self-worth, our self-esteem, um, it tends to be um, like it, it is a high factor of how we live our lives. Um, if we see ourselves as a loser, we end up to a large degree acting like a loser. If we see ourselves as a victim, we tend to act like a victim and um and we let people victimize us. We put ourselves in those situations often. If we see ourselves as uncreative, which I hear this a lot, I'm not creative, then we we will we'll actually not come up with any creative ideas or we never see the ideas that we come up with as being creative. If we see ourselves as a piece of junk, then we begin to think that we are garbage. And 
And often, even on the flip side of that, if we see ourselves as successful, we begin to strive for those repeat successes and we see our value and our worth in those successes. Um, we set ourselves up by the way we gain our self-esteem and our self-worth. Our beliefs about ourselves, um, they determine our behavior. And so we need to stop looking at our own mirrors and we need to start looking at ourselves through God's mirror. Um, we are image bearers of God and we need to see what that reflection looks back, how he, how he sees us, how he views us. And so um, there's kind of four ways um, through this particular passage that I want to look at that. Um, the first chapter of Peter writes about um, what God has done for us. The second chapter, um, he talks, it talks about um, how God views us, what God says about us. And so the first thing is that we are acceptable. We are chosen. God has accepted, he has chosen us. He has accepted us. Israel was God's chosen tribe. Of all the tribes on the earth, he chose Israel. And now God has chosen us as believers. He's accepted us. He he loves us. He chose us. He accepts us. He loves us unconditionally. And yet we spend most of our lives striving to obtain that acceptance. Um, we, although we strive to obtain that acceptance in different ways, we, we strive for that in the world instead of for God. God's not asking us for us to strive. And yet we do so because we're trying to be accepted by people, by the clothes we wear, the makeup we wear, the way our hair is done, the job that we have, the car we drive, the house we have. Um, we strive to gain acceptance from the world. And yet we have, we don't have to strive to gain acceptance from God because he's already accepted us. He's called us. He's chosen us. And so even with our disabilities, our shortcomings, our flaws, like he accepts us as we are and he invites us into his house, no conditions, no restrictions. Um, he gets to choose the team. We're not waiting for someone to choose us. He's already chosen us. We get to be on his team. Um, so even when we feel like we're junk, he still accepts us and treasures us and chooses us. And so number two in that is that we are valuable. We are a people for his possession, verse nine says. And so the question I ask, and I think we need to ask ourselves often is, do I think I am valuable? Do we think um, that we are valuable? Do we think that, like, what's our worth? What are we worth? And not money-wise, um, we should never confuse the valuables of things versus our value as a person. Um, and there are two things in life that determine value. One is... Um, like how much somebody is willing to pay for something. How much are you willing to pay for a car, a house, an item, um, an education? Um, and then the other is, it depends on who possessed it before. You know, you look at the auctions um, or baseball cards or baseballs, you know, that have been signed by a team. There's higher value depending on who possessed that before. So based on these two criteria, what is our value? What are we worth? Um, scripture says in 1 Corinthians 7.23, you have been bought and paid for by Christ. So you belong to him. So who possesses us and who paid for us? It's Christ. Christ owns us and Christ paid for us with his life. He, God exchanged his own son for us. Um, and that proves our value. We are, we are worth more than any jewel, more than any of the highest metals. Um, again, Jesus didn't die for junk or for garbage. 
um, to Jesus, to God. We are the most precious thing in the world and we are worth his life. So number three is that we are capable. We are a royal priesthood. So um, back in, in the Old Testament, in the time of the priests, they they were very capable. They were ministers. They were um, they were go-betweens between. They were, you know, they were kind of the bridge between um, the people and God. Uh, they had a lot of capabilities. And God has bestowed that title on us, a royal priesthood. And that means we are capable too. Um, and so we have that benefit. Um, so Peter's saying that we have two benefits that priests have that are available to us now to everybody in Christ. One is that we have direct access to God. We don't have to go through a priest anymore. We can go right to him and pray. We can go right to him and confess our sins. We can go right to him and praise him. We have a direct line. And two, we have a responsibility to serve others, to minister to others. Now that means that we're all ministers, not pastors, but we are all ministers and we are called to do so um, with the utmost respect. Um, we are the instruments to do his work and speak out for him, um, to tell others of the difference that he's made in us. Um, if you look at first uh, Peter chapter two, verses nine in the message, it lines that out. Um, and so if you look at kind of go back and look at root words, the Latin, a word for priest is bridge. And so we are a bridge. Um, a priest is a bridge between God and, and man. And that goes back to that serving. Um, you've heard the passage, we are saved to serve. And that is love God, love people. That is the walking out of that. So um, if we're not serving, then what in the world are we saved for is kind of the question. Um, so can you, can you imagine how God esteems us to entrust us with those, those tasks? that capability. And then number four is that we are forgivable. Um, in other words, we're forgiven, like you are forgiven. And they're like, those are fantastic words. Those three words, you are forgiven. There is nothing that can make a person breathe a sigh of relief than someone saying, I forgive you. You are forgiven. And God says it on a lifelong level. You are forgiven. Um, like he's, that's, that's what his, his business is, is he's in the business of forgiving sin. He sent his son to, to die, to forgive sin. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't hold on to our sin. He doesn't play it over and over in our mind. Like we do. Um, he doesn't rub our noses in it. Like we do when a puppy, you know, goes to the bathroom on the ground. Um, he forgives fully, completely. It's gone. It's forgotten. Um, we can look back at Hosea and look at that forgiveness and um, yeah, it's, it, that's just an amazing concept. And so Peter's reminding us that, you know, before Christ, we were not forgiven. And now that Christ has come, we are fully forgiven. Um, so, so, so four things we are accepted, we are valued, we are capable and we are forgiven. So say it with me. I'm acceptable. I am valuable. I am capable and I am forgivable. I think we need to repeat those often and daily because they come from the authority of all things, not the world 
who has no authority, but God's full authority. We are his own. We are chosen. We have worth. We are capable and we are forgiven. And when we have that, and we know that the world's judging system doesn't matter, we know we are not junk. We are gods. And we need to lift our heads and stop keeping our chin down. We need to lift our heads and we need to walk proudly in that calling of a royal priesthood. Because church, we have been called to serve and we need to go do so with the robe on that we have been given. We have, we have a high calling. Let us step into that every day and not seek our worth outside, but find our royalty and our calling from God. I hope that you have a blessed day and a blessed weekend and that you join us tomorrow for services at 7, 9, 11, and 5. And we are so thankful to call you family. Have a great day.